Welcome to Nairobi Chapel and Bakasi. We grow deep to reach wide. Finally, we are getting to work out. Tumeanza na hizo story zote. We started by looking at the mirror. We went all the way to talking about how God works in us. Finally now, we are working out. Before that, let's read Philippians 2, 1 to 13, like we've been doing every month. Philippians 2, 1 to 13. It is time to bench press. It is time to lift that weight, to go for the walk, to shine, to shine. Philippians 2, 1 to 13, I'm reading from the NIV. Therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any common sharing in the spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and of one mind. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of the others. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Jesus Christ Jesus, who being in the very nature God did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Therefore, my dear friends, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation with the dumbbells of fear and trembling. For it is God, only God, who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. Let's pray, guys. Everlasting Father, in the name of Jesus, may your word come forth in power. Prepare our hearts today, Jehovah, to be good ground for the very deposit of your word. Because through it, we will be fruitful. Some a hundred, some a thousand, some a million fold. May that be for us today. In Jesus' name, let's all shout, Amen. Like I've said today, it's time to work out. To Mesoma, we know exactly what we need to do. We've read the instructions. We have the manuals. Now it's time to work out. It is time to do what God said we must do. We have read the scriptures. To Mesoma, Genesis. To Meona, Apo, we need to love the Lord. And so many other things. Now it is time to do. It is time to obey the Lord. It is time to follow in what he has told us to do. Like Abraham, it is time to go to the places he's told us to go. Now you can't just be there saying, hey, I'm still waiting. Ah, you've read, now you know. You know exactly what you need to do about your debt, do it. Now is the time. You know, for the single people, I need to talk. I need to do something. Whatever it is, whatever action that you need to take, today is that day. We take the action. God has told us his stuff from the scriptures. Now we have to obey. 
Before we do, though, there's two things we must do, especially in the things of God. For the things that you know you need to do, I know the procedures, I have to A, then B, then C, then D. For God, though, before we do what he has called us to do, there's two things that we must do, especially when you know the instructions, especially when you've read the scriptures. Number one, we must study the word of God. Number two, we must meditate on the word of God. 2 Timothy 2.15 directs us that we must study God's word to show ourselves approved unto God. Workmen that need not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Inasmuch as this used, is used so much on us teachers, pastors, it applies to all of us. It is not enough to read. We must study God's word. I like the King James Version. That's the one I've read. To show ourselves approved. Approved to who? To God. Not to men. We approve ourselves to God. We are not showing off to people. When we are studying God's word and understanding it, you become approved to God. It is not for us to boast before men. And more than that, it is telling us that in as much as it is just said in the scriptures, the word and the text is very clearly directing us that we must believe to study God's word, to be approved before God, and to finally rightly divide God's word. One of the beauties of studying the word of God, before you even get to doing it, is knowing whether it is true or not. It is beautiful to study the word of God. We must rightly divide it. Rightly dividing the word of God means we are interpreting it correctly. When you're given an instruction, one of the things you normally ask is, eh, do you mean A or do you mean B? Are you trying to say I'm supposed to go A or I'm supposed to go E? That is God's word. We must test it to prove, to know. This is what it means. Because the problem of interpreting God's word wrongly is you'll end up doing things that are not correct, thereby you are not giving glory to God. We are doing our own things. That is what the scripture means. And there's so many verses in scripture. You know Jeremiah 29, 11? We quote it a lot. Most of us quote. How many love Jeremiah 29, 11? To I know the plans I have for you, plans to give you a future and a hope. The context of that scripture is very important. It does not mean that whatever plans that you have for yourself, even selling drugs, that the Lord has a future and a hope for you. Hey, boss. <laughs> God was talking to the Israelites as they went to Babylon, telling them that despite the issues that you have now of captivity, I have a hope and a plan for you. You are going to come out of that captivity. It is not necessarily that your bank account will be full. Hallelujah. It is actually pointing to the coming of Jehovah, if you look at it prophetically. That the hope and future of us is secure. Philippians 4.13 I can do all things. Hey. I can do all things. Interpretation is key. All things is... 
can do all things. Is Paul talking about a time when he's in prison? The guy was in jail. And when asked by the Philippians how he's doing, Aliwambia, guys, I can do all things. I can endure this imprisonment. I have been at the best places of life and I have been, I'm now in prison. I can do them both. I will endure because of who? Christ. At now, my heart desires to do something that is even against the will of God. I can do all things. Hey, boss. It is pointing to the difficulties we have with ourselves, within ourselves. Difficult times of life. Where you're wondering, will I even make it through this season? I can do all things. If I can enjoy life on the mountain, then the darkness of the valley will also be okay. I can do all things. Do you remember John chapter 2? The wedding where Jesus turned water into? Mm. I know uh, there's no alive in the house. And there's nothing wrong with wine. I think it is okay. But walevi wanapendaiba sana. 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 Hata those born again, by the way. Eh? I've had a believer, even a minister of the word of God, say, ah, if Jesus can turn water into wine, my goodness. What are you trying to tell me? The interpretation of John chapter 2 is actually pointing to heaven. Jesus was at a wedding, turning water into wine, reminding us that the purif purification that we're used to here on earth of water was come, he, he came to change that to his purification of our lives, to the very glorification of what heaven is all about. He's telling us through the scriptures that the glory of God is now within men. It is a very fast miracle he did. The Bible actually completes that portion of scripture, chapter 2, by telling us even the disciples believed him after that. They were like, Kaya, this is the promised Messiah. He was showing them the kingdom of God. That is the picture. And there's so many others. Joshua chapter 8, allow me to continue, informs us that we must keep the book of the law always on our lips. Meditate. Study. Meditate on it day and night. Why? So that we may be careful to do everything. We may be careful to do. Do everything. Then we'll be prosperous and successful. It is only when you do what God tells you to do in his word that you are actually successful in the eyes of God. That is it. Meditation Meditation removes the law of God from just head knowledge to heart knowledge. When you sit down and conf confess things like, I am the child of God. Now we in darkness wondering, how am I a child of God? How am I adopted into his kingdom? How am I his own? How is it that he saved me? you begin to understand his love. Meditation now removes head knowledge and puts it into our hearts. We start understanding. 
We fall in love with people simply because we've spent enough time with them. Pumewawaza mbaka now they are part of our very memories. Nakai vinasema umrembo akinani. Hey, hizo lips man. You're meditating. You're there wondering. And now, <laughs> train of thought, where, where? If that is what we must do then, to do what God says, so how come it is difficult to do what God tells us to do? It is hard. Following the Lord. Sinigum. It is so difficult to follow what God tells us to do. And one of the things I hey, you know, hate is a big word. One of the chapters in the Bible that I am really scared of is Matthew chapter 5. When Jesus now begins to tell us what it means to be blessed. Because the church and the temple is corrupt to the point that we lay with the meaning of blessing. Jesus comes in and the first thing he tells us, blessed are you. It is difficult. Verse 11, at the blessed are you when you're insulted. <laughs> think Twitter was not there by then. Verse 12, rejoice and be glad. At the great is your reward in heaven. Verse 22, if you're angry with your brother and sister, you have killed them. Anyone who says to their brother, you fool, <laughs> is in the danger of the fires of hell. <laughs> Verse 28. Anyone who looks at a woman lustfully, I manenos, has already committed adultery with her in his heart. Hey, <laughs> I always put it like this. Verse 28. Anyone who looks even at a man lustfully, not the ladies, hey, hey. You have committed adultery with him in your heart. I can't. Eh. Verse 39. Do not resist an evil person. This is the Lord speaking. If anyone slaps you on the right, what are you supposed to do? Turn the other cheek. If anyone wants to sue you, hey, to sue, my goodness, and take your shirt, Hand over your coat as well. If anyone forces you to go one mile, go with them too. At one, at Give to the one who asks and do not turn away from the one who wants to borrow. Verse 44 is difficult. Love your enemies. Love your, en love your enemies. How many love their enemies? And, pray for those who persecute you. At <laughs> love, you, you are my enemy. You do not want the best for me. But I'm supposed to love you. And to pray if you persecute me. At the end, in the word of God, we are supposed to obey and do. See, we are working out. Today we are doing. Mm. <laughs> These things are impossible. Ah, guys, me, in my own strength, it is, it is impossible. 
Forgive. Jesus said how many times? Mm. Forgi for do you know forgiveness? <laughs> Forgive those who hurt you. It is impossible to do it in your own strength. No wonder we struggle. No wonder it is hard. Because you're trying to do good in your flesh. In your own will. In your own strength. It is next to impossible. And you better understand that early. Otherwise, you're going to have a very frustrated life. The only way you can do what God asks us to do, the only way we can do it, is by the power of the Spirit that lives inside of us. Because with that power of the Spirit, then you can do all things through Him. Why are you still trying to do it in your own strength? Why? You can never forgive in your own strength. You know that thing for, uh, I, I think maybe by the time we get to, I'll forgive. Maybe Niki ongeza to pesa account, I think maybe I'll forgive. You will never be able to forgive in your own strength. That is a doing of the Lord through his spirit that works in you. Who do you need to forgive? The only way you will stop looking at where monadada or the monanduga and you're like, oh Jehovah, God you created and then there was. is through the spirit of God. One of the things I struggle with, for example, I've always said in my heart, I, you can do all things. Then I look at politicians and I'm like, can you actually, this is something I struggle with, can you actually love the Lord and be a politician? Yes, no? Yes? And do it effectively. Yes? <laughs> yeah, I'm no. I agree with you. That's, that was me. And so this week, I've been reading through some small books. This January, you have to encourage yourself. You don't start with page 400 page book. Hallelujah. You start with two small, small books. You don't start with 50 kilos. You start with five. Pole pole. When you're reading the scriptures, you don't start with three books. You start with one. And a few chapters. <laughs> Otherwise, your back will go out. And so in reading, I was looking for a short book. And I was like, I need something I read in two, three days, quickly. And then I found this small book called The Amazing Grace in the life of William Wilberforce. I was like, who is this? I don't even know the guy. Kumbi had watched the movie. How many remember there's a movie back in the day that was called Amazing Grace? The movie Moja, he wasn't so famous, but I watched it. It was a nice movie. I didn't even know the guy. So Kumbi is an autobiography, a summarized autobiography of his life. He was an Englishman, born in the 1700s, from not a very rich family, but they were well off. Went to the best of schools, went to Cambridge, and then became a politician. He was in the House of Commons. This guy received the Lord while he was a politician. And the book actually says he became an evangelical politician. I was like, hey, bana. That's next to impossible. He became an evangelical in the House of Commons. Because of what he did and his life, slavery was abolished in the UK. I was like, so I was there thinking, Jehovah, come on, I'm thinking I'm looking for a book to read quickly. Come on, you want to speak to my life. 
it is possible to do what God asks you to do. It doesn't matter who you are. Whether you are the king or the cleaner of the house, it is possible. I was like, yeah. Kumbe, it is possible. It is possible to be a politician and, ev and, and an evangelical Christian at the same time and not falter on either. He managed to pass through so many laws, not just the slavery one, so many. Because he says in the book, John Piper is the one who gave the summary, it says he was so full of the spirit of God that he realized that for the society to change, then it must come from us, the individuals, and what God desires of us. I was like, Hiya. I never thought that was possible. And I believe in the Lord. Praise Jehovah. It is possible to do what God asks us to do. What has God asked you to do? Right where you are, Apple. Some of us assume the only place God can ask us to do something, ni hapa, on this pulpit. Pastor is doing what God asked him to do. Who told you? Maybe I'm not. What are you doing in your space? Right where you are. When I read the life of this guy, I was like, whoa, whoa. Hiya. It is possible to do what Christ tells us to do, to work out our salvation. Not by our strength, but by his. Through the power of the spirit, we bring out those beautiful attributes and character traits by faith. It is only by faith that Christ works in you and changes you to the new man, not William Siwakitambo or Adam. It is faith that works, not us. So working out what is on the inside of us happens by faith. The only way to see our inner salvation manifest on the outside, through our character, is by faith. And here are the dumbbells. Fear, by fear, and by trembling. When we realize that it is only the power of God that makes us do on the outside what we have done, what we, what we, ought, to have, uh, we ought to have reverential fear and trembling. When we realize that it is only the power of God that makes us do on the outside, we ought to have fear and trembling. You can never then boast of your works. You can't. You can't say I'm full of kindness. How? Others must boast on your behalf. Moses was the meekest man above all. That was not his line. That was probably Joshua writing for us in the book of Deuteronomy Exodus. We fear and tremble because we understand it is God who helps our working out. It is him doing the working. None of your works saved you. None of your works will keep you. None will get you to heaven. When we gloat over how good we are, how humble, how kind, how we, we are really working out our salvation, we are not in fear and trembling. The person who has reverential fear and trembling doesn't care if they get recognition. They don't care. They don't care if they get the praise, the accolades, the pat on the back. They don't. Because they understand it is not my strength that has done this. It is Jehovah. They don't care whether they wait too long. Working out our salvation with fear and trembling is being poor in spirit. It's mourning 
is being meek. <laughs> Meekness. Meekness another <laughs> day. Is being hungry and thirsty for righteousness. Is being merciful, pure in heart, peacemaker. Is being oh, this is a difficult one, persecuted because of righteousness and being insulted and accused because of Christ. That is working out our salvation in fear and trembling. It is possible, guys. Matthew 5 tells us in verse 16, in closing, to let our light shine before others that they might see the good works in you and glorify God. Jesus was telling us that we must let, let, you need to stop there, let your light shine. My question as we finish in the house of God, are you letting God's light shine in your life? Because it is one thing to know the scriptures. It is another thing to let his light shine. Let. It has not told us, make sure your light, no, let it. Which means there is a connotation that you're probably hindering God's light to shine through you. How? Right where you are. This guy, William, was a politician. And through the shining of the light of God in his life, slavery was abolished. What is God asking you to let him do through you that you've refused him to do? What is it? I remember the very first time I sensed in my heart that God was calling me. I said, no. No, no. 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 Why? Because I, I knew of guys who were chungaji. Me, I was in line to do engineering. Uko, niende uko. What is God asking you to let him do? And right where you are. Here's the thing. God's influence over our life is right where we are. Apo. Apo. Unless he's called you specifically to leave. That's different. Most of the time he's calling us there. Apo. But why? Why are you not letting him? At your workplace. Do guys know you know the Lord? You don't have to shout, I am born again every time you enter the office. No. Do they know by looking at you and how you do, how you say that you know Jesus? I personally believe with all of my heart, my heart and my life that the only way the world will change, the world, our world, our family, our children, our wives, husbands, is when we let God's light shine. Not when the politicians align themselves. No. It is me. When I let my light shine before others, they will see God, then glorify him. They glorify him because they now know, ah, this is the Lord, Buana. This is you, Jama. Are you letting God's light shine in your life? And if not, why? Ama you're scared, you're going to be chucked from the WhatsApp group. Guys, I think we need to <laughs> It is true. Persecution, we're told, will come. Is it fear that your family will reject you? 
ama the click will be like ah this is a weird one if you're letting the light of your family shine in your singles group chances are they will chuck you from the group this week I was venting over something like that they're like why do you have to bring all these stories over here at you? oh I'm married oh my kids oh my husband they will chuck you from the group are you in a women's group that kazi tu ni kudunga wanaume? Ah, these men, these men of damn. And you're there saying, you, in your heart, you're like, eh, I need to tell these guys. But you're like, ah, let me just conform. Let me, let me just. You're not letting your light shine. In your family, your brothers, your sisters, in your home, are you letting God's light shine? Because it is only until you let his light shine that his glory over your life will be revealed. That is it. Success in the eyes of God. Remember Joshua 8? Is when you read and meditate and then do what he asks you to, ask you to do. Once you do that, his light shines through you. Then you're successful. That is success. Letting God's light shine through us. Are you letting God's light to shine in your home? The only way your children will know God is when they see daddy and mommy letting God's light shine through them. Why are you not letting it shine? That's the question. That's how we are leaving the house of God today. My prayer for each one of us is that we let God's light shine through us. When we do that, the world will change. Remember what we were told. The world is full of darkness. So if your light is not shining, which camp do you belong to? Jesus is light for each one of us. He came to illuminate the very darkest parts of our soul. And when I love it when the book of Peter te tells us he is the bishop of our soul. So if he has illuminated your heart, Nandani kuna his light, what are you doing looking like the world? Let our light so shine before others that they see our good works through him. These are not things we conjure up on ourselves. And they glorify God the Father. When your kids see that, they'll be convicted of God. It is not enough to teach your kids how to read scripture. It is not enough. It is not enough for me to stand here and be like, ah, you must remember. You, mu you must see God's light in my life. You must see. The Bible tells us, you shall know them by their. Hmm. It is in scripture. We need to look introspectively into every area God has called us to and understand that it is only when we let his light shine in that space, that will be successful. And this is how I close. If you're looking for joy, the joy of the Lord, it is only found in his strength. The joy of the Lord will actually be or allow you to be on the hospital bed. Now guys wondering, Ay, Ujama, how come he's still so bright and he's almost dying? They looked at Jeremiah as one of the most crazy prophets. In his time, he was termed as unsuccessful. 
Why? Because he was poor. The only riches that he had was the knowledge of God and doing what God called him to do. Before the eyes of God, Jeremiah was richer than the king of Babylon. He was more successful than all of the nation of Israel combined. Maybe there were some there that were more. Simply because he did what God called him to do. They saw him and later reflected that they saw God. What are we waiting for? Time is running out. There's coming a day when the trumpet will shout and Christ will take his people. And when we get to see him, the first question will be, did you do what I asked you to do? What will be your answer? Will it be, Maze, me, I do want to leave the group. Me, I do want to look short in front of my dad. I do want my kids to think I am crazy. Or will it be Jehovah? Yes, I did. That is when we will get that pat on the back from him saying, well done, thou good and faithful servant.